everybody, and welcome to Shortcomings, a Sex in the City podcast where we dive into every episode of Sex in the City, the two movies, and of course, and just like that, I'm your host, Samantha Bush, and I'm joined, as always, by Chris Lewis. Hi, Chris. Hi, how are you? Doing, you know, we're terribly. getting by. We're getting by. <laughs> Doing terribly. We're getting by. You've um, been locked out of your computer. I had to try to log into your <laughs> Apple ID from Baltimore. Notifications have been sent. I know. Maybe Spilled Apple's coming for me. coffee on my new rug. Um, it's been a day. It's yeah, and I just want to give a um, little note to the shorties. I don't know what's going on in Baltimore right now, but there is a lot in the air. Sirens, akimbo. Commotion. So um, shout out to Brian, who's going to do his best to make sure you guys don't only hear mm-hmm. a blaring siren. Mm-hmm. Brian is back from Italy, mm. tanned. Beautiful, broad-shouldered, still a king. And the only man I want to see... Two worms. I can't even talk about my aesthetics right now. We look like those little fortunate souls in the look. We look like Frank and Carl in those bathrobes. (laughs) Oh, by the Swedish Sea. Yeah. (laughs) I got to to be by the Swedish Sea. I know. Did you do the intro? (laughs) I did. Okay, That's how we got here. Great. I was just like, I don't remember hearing it, but yeah. Oh, yeah. everything's a I bit of a mess. Us. Yeah. So what's going on in your life other than spilled coffee? I know basically your entire life's been Tech. taken over by Vanderpump Rules. Oh, my God. And my whole life has been taken over by Vanderpump Rules, and I had to basically exterminate some um, gnats. Oh. I guess gnats from my plant. Well, that seems like week. that didn't happen without some failed attention from you. Actually, not true. This plant was thriving. And suddenly I moved it and all hell broke loose. But don't you worry, move it's it to all like taken a care of. Dark corner with no light. Forgot to <laughs> no light. <laughs> forgot um, to cold. water it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know what happened, but it's all been taken care of. I am an exterminator queen. Well that's so nice. anybody and you know what? They don't, like, bite or cause disease, these bugs. They're just, like, annoying. Yeah, like little gnats. Sort of like a burger in this episode. But we'll get to him in a bit. Oh, God. Yeah. How are you? What's going on? I'm well. You know what's also funny? This is not coming out for three weeks. So we're, like, straight. I'm like, oh, my God. I'm still in the succession finale. (laughs) Yeah. Where do you think we'll be three weeks from now? Dead. Yeah. Pride Month will, will almost be over. We'll be fr- we'll be uh, firmly mid pride. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to New York for that day trip. Right, the week that mm-hmm. this episode comes out, I will be mm-hmm. heading up to New York to um, see a Sex in the City pop up shop. I- I'm still not 100 percent sure what I'm doing. What is the name of it? It's like and just like that, Sex in the City. It's pop-up and just live like experience. that, a Sex in the City experience pop up shop memorabilia costumery. I don't know, yes. but I got my ticket. But you're going. I'm going, and it says, like, sip Cosmos while being surprised. I'm like, what is this? God, those Cosmos are going to come in, like, a little Dixie cup. It's going to, Dixie cup, it's going to be in, like, a dropper, and you just open your tongue. Mm. <laughs> I'm not spending any money on this. <laughs> I'm going to be as thirsty as that plant in that corner. Oh, God, yeah. Mm. Well, now she's outside. Yeah. Um. So that's really what's going on in my life these days. You know, I'm feeling mm-hmm. a little stiffness in my finger, but I think that might also just be I want to go back and see the doctor because I miss him. So I'm trying mm. to see if that's just more of a psychological wound or an actual one. Mm. A phantom 
wound, f- like Arizona and Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> like a phantom thread. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I don't just go, wow, wow. You know, I watched that two nights ago and really snuggled up in my what DDL. What the fuck do you get up to at night? Everything. You, the things, like, that come out of your mouth sometimes, you're like, I watched that the other night. Can I'm I? Like, <laughs> and you watch, like, a rerun of, like, Project One Way. Like, you'll you'll have, like, the most random Can lineup. I? So you know <laughs> so how sometimes crazy. I will just, like, look something up? Like, recently I fell asleep or I'll watch something and be like, what the fuck was I thinking when I turned that on? Yeah. I opened my computer and I was watching um, Fosse Verdon. I was like, what? What mood was I on at 2 a.m.? You're on something. The club was up and you turned on Fosse. <laughs> but let me tell you what I um opened my phone to, my last Google. And this was oh, so boy. upsetting. What was it? I had sim- <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking. And I'd had a few tequilas. Uh, okay. Can you miss something you never had? <gasps> <laughs> it's like, yikes. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> to open that at like 7 a.m. when I woke up was like, ooh. Like, yeah, the sun like, went down last night, to? baby. <laughs> <laughs> Things are amiss. Wow, that's a... Can you miss that's... something you never had? Hmm. Well, what was the answer? You know, I just closed it. I was like, I don't want to know. You that's, don't want it. Yeah. That's like, a, that's like, let me take that over to therapy. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I don't know if Dr. Google needs to take that on. It's one thing to WebMD, mm-hmm. like, I've got a dry patch of skin that won't go away, which I have WebMD. Which you have Google. It's another to look into, like, these metaphorical questions that just don't have an yeah. answer. I remember one time I dated someone for a long time and I wanted to break up with them. And I would Google, like, when do you know to break up with someone? And a lot of the answers were simply just like, if, if you're Googling if you, this. When you Googled this bitch. Like <laughs> a hand like, reached okay, out of Google and slapped you and said, now. <laughs> yeah. You should have been yeah. gone two weeks ago. I know. Yeah, that was, you know, that was. That you was know, and, and can I ask, can you miss something you've never had? Do you, What are your thoughts? <laughs> Yes, I think you can. I wish I just wish I know what whatever. What are you missing? I don't know because I feel like I've had a lot. Hmm. Yeah. There's just not many experiences I haven't had, but I guess at that moment I was like I need to know this. Or maybe it was related, maybe it was related to Fosse Verdon. Mhm. Although that night I that, I didn't really google much that night. I don't know what oh. I was watching that night. Maybe I got to go back to my history. Okay. Yeah. See what else you were up to on those tequilas. Yeah, I, got, I do know what night it was. So maybe I'll just give a real glaze to that history part. Like, what's going yeah, on? Yeah, like, what happened here? It's like you watched three episodes of Real Housewives of Orange County. Then you watched, like, <laughs> Michelle Yeoh's Oscar speech. Well, then- that's the craziest part, Chris, is, like, you text me at night, like, when you're watching Orange County. But then I go to bed. And I don't know what you get up to over there. But then I wake up and you're like, I watched... Phantom you know, Thread. Then Phantom I Phantom Thread. And then I watched, you know, Barbara Streisand's Oscar acceptance speech. Then I watched old episodes of Ricky Lake on YouTube. Then right. I circled right over there to Rosie O'Donnell. Then I fell down a wormhole and watched an Oprah documentary about the making of season 25, one of my fucking favorite things to YouTube when I can't sleep. The episode where Jennifer Hudson is late and Oprah almost loses her shit. Masterpiece. And we should cover that on the Patreon. And we will. Was that a, okay. a smooth transition? The smoothest mm-hmm. there's ever been on this podcast. And only one we've ever tried. <laughs> yeah. Well, guys, if you're listening to this, tomorrow, June 15th at 6 p.m. is our first shorty Zoom town hall Q&A meeting. I don't know what it's going to be. I think we promised we'd talk about Kumo Girls, but let's be honest, it'll probably go off the rails. 
Yeah, I mean, we're going to talk about everything. We just want to see your shiny, bright little faces in those little boxes. I don't know that my camera will be on. <laughs> it will be on as long as we can have the the beautifying filter. Yeah, and I'll have a blast. And look, will I possibly arrive in a face mask? Honestly, or just a full mask, like man in the iron mask. <laughs> <laughs> just different hats and costumes. Yeah. Maybe it's a my real, um, it's a real variety show. Maybe my bejeweled crystal jack, crystal ball jacket I purchased for Renaissance World Tour. <gasps> oh. The silliest goddamn thing I've ever purchased. It's so dumb. I love it. I love it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and of course we're gearing up for a few things. We in the next probably week or two after this airs, we're gonna do and just like that rewatch episodes in preparation for the June twenty second premiere oven just like that mm-hmm. and we're just having so much fun over at patreon we've covered the trailer the second trailer we've talked succession what else we did one episode where just shit really went wild yeah i talked about we like my rails. dating life i couldn't even wild. give it a title i also we talked I about have the man of Grey's anatomy do you want to share that idea now or off mic is it about- I can share it now. It's about Patreon. Okay. What else is coming to them over on Patreon? Potentially. And I want to take get your thoughts. <laughs> Are you sure you want those thoughts live? I have a tape. Uh-oh. Of an astrology reading done on the day I was born that my dad got done for me. Uh-oh. And I think we should listen to it live? on Patreon. Yeah. <laughs> I've never heard it. No, how, uh, what, by what format would we do that? I have a tape recorder player. Okay, and you're just going to, like, hold it up to the mic? Yeah. High tech over here. Yeah. Maybe we could talk to Brian about how we get that audio feed. I feel like it's pretty Just hold it up. Yeah. I'm down. That um, sounds like fun. Maybe I could look up what was going on astrologically with me that day. Yeah. Just maybe my horoscope from that day. That's the best I could do. So that sounds and, like fun. We should do that. Yeah. Maybe next week. And yeah. by next week, I mean it's already been released as we're three weeks in the past. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, guys. It, it, it's so much fun that we can be ahead of you all. And mm-hmm. uh, like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Pre-tape episodes? Pre- Okay, pre-record yeah. episodes not we're not live yeah that we're not live it allows us some flexibility with travel and that's great i also love the balance that we're getting that we are coming at people really fresh on patreon so if you want more reactionary what's going on in the world episodes from us um patreon's really the great way to do that because we're always going to be a little bit ahead in terms of the season six of it all um before we get into the episode of course i want to thank our iconic shorties carlos gina jenny Lauren, Charlotte, Ainsley, Laura, Jen, Caitlin, Kristen, and Lindsay. And um, if you want to be thanked on this podcast, you too can join as an iconic shorty at patreon.com slash shortcomings podcast, or you can join us at one of the other two levels. Any support is much appreciated. And it's really been actually overwhelming, all of you. So I really want to thank each and every one of our shorties. If I really, like, tap in. It, I actually can't. I can't. It's actually like, too I, emotional to really think about It's too emotional. Thank it. you. I know. I love that glass. Oh God, What's I, on it? Uh, the chipmunks. Angelica pickles. No, that's Alvin. Oh. <laughs> All right, Angelica right. pickles. Although you know, I wouldn't put some Rugrats commemorative decorative seventies glasses again. Oh, well, they wouldn't be from the seventies, would they? 
be from the 90s. But, they, but you could, like, get it to, like, look like the 70s. I, I want to be clear. I didn't have that glass personally designed. No one thinks you did. Well, you're saying it like that's something I do. Like you're like you could have it designed. I'm like I, I feel like on Etsy. Yeah, maybe. And look, guys, uh, if Sam gets her shit together, maybe some shorty merch is coming over at the Patreon. Well, that'd be available to everyone. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, available yeah. to every shorty near and far. Should we get into this episode? Please, I love this episode. All right. Well, that was going to be a question I asked you in a bit, but thanks for the spoiler. <laughs> Really needed to hear that. All right, this is season six, episode four. Pick a little, talk a little. We'll start with a little episode synopsis. Carrie nitpicks Berger's novel. Charlotte and Harry can't agree on the big date. Miranda takes on a new mantra. And Samantha and Smith explore their fantasies. So uh, what'd you think of this episode, huh? I loved this episode. (laughs) (laughs) I did too. It was really fun. I'm excited to talk about it because I feel like something that's happened is when we've liked episodes, we talk about them and then slowly start to hate them, and then the inverse also happens. Yeah. What did you think of the episode? I really liked it. Um, I thought it had really... I thought it was really well-paced. Like, I was never bored. I know. It, it felt substantive. Certainly, I think it's the most substantial episode of season six so far. And it really sets up a lot of what I remember as being the sort of meat of the f- first half of season six. Would you agree? A hundred percent. And it's certainly an episode that like focuses on how we critique our partners. And I think that's a pretty fruitful topic for this show. Mm-hmm. And also it it's also about like the small slights and how they can hurt. And I want to just give a quick suggestion. If you well, and again, we it's been out for a bit now because we are in the past. But if you haven't seen the new Nicole Hollifsner movie with Julia Louis Dreyfus and Tobias Menzies, and my sweet baby boy, Arian Moyed Stewie from Succession. It's called You Hurt My Feelings. And this this episode really reminded me of that. And in fact, I think actually later, I think Berger might say You Hurt My Feelings. I think he did. Um, and it, that movie really tactfully explores like what happens in long-term relationships and how it's actually small things that bother you rather than... Like, right, once you've been together for a long time... There aren't a lot of explosive fights, but it's small little things. For example, and this isn't giving anything away, the movie is predicated on the fact she is a writer. And he's been saying, your book is great, your book is great, your book is great. And he, she overhears him saying, I mean, it's, it's okay. I don't know how to tell her it's not very good. And everything sort of cascades from there. So this small thing, like what does it really even matter what he thinks of the book? Mm-hmm. And yet you can't let that go. And how do you provide critique and criticism to your partner? And so that was top of mind while watching this episode. And I just love Julia Louis-Dreyfus. And it's just been top of mind for you, I feel like, since you've seen it. Tobias Menzies is... Guys, you gotta get your eyes on this man. We got another white daddy. Chris, I have to disagree. He's not a daddy. You haven't seen him in this movie. Mm-hmm. I also, I also didn't. I wasn't watching him as Prince Philip eaten up with like boners. <laughs> he did something for me in this movie, sort of like Alexander Skarsgård as Lucas Matson. Who the fuck cared about him in Big Little Lies? Oh, I think a lot of people. I did. <laughs> I think a lot of people. And that's a dark and true dark blood. But I was like, I did not care about him until I got my eyes on Lucas Matson. Mm. Okay. Shall we hear the monologue and then get into it? Of course. 
One of the signs that a female gorilla is in love is that she can be seen picking nits off her male companion. And yet in humans, nitpicking can ruin a perfectly good evening, not to mention a relationship. Women are known to be more verbal than men, but when does criticism that's constructive become destructive? Are there times when the ladies should just shut the fuck up? What a tough ending for Ms. Bradshaw. I know, it's very abrupt and it's harsh. And also because, I mean, famously, Sarah Jessica Parker doesn't like cursing on the show. Um, mm -hmm. She just, that's not language she, as she would say, I'm not great with that type of language. But wow, when I heard, should the lady shut the fuck up? I was like, wow, it's giving Republican. <laughs> and maybe they should, I don't know. I certainly maybe, I think at least three times this episode, I was women. like, maybe they should shut the fuck up. But I, I also thought like that everyone. about a few men. I just feel like it's everyone. Well, there Sometimes was one gentleman I could have heard a little bit more from, and we'll talk about him later. Now, okay. I want to make an executive decision because, as and I'm sure you guys must know this, we um, rank, and by we, I mean me, I rank all of the stories by, like, the silliest. And for some reason on this, I have ranked Samantha as the silliest, and she's got a lot going on. So let's actually chat about Miranda first. Miranda feels like the silliest. I, I wasn't sure about that when I, I saw it. I think it's because the he's just not that into you becomes such a cultural thing that mm. if I was feeling the weight of that, I also had forgotten as I was watching. I also rank them from memory. Mm, okay. And I had forgotten that the fantasy turns into something actually really important by the end. Yeah. there's It's meteor. Yeah. So we meet Miranda at the beginning of the episode and she's just been on a date with a real estate agent and she's explaining the date. She says it went well, two kisses. He didn't come up, but she's incredibly sort of sure that it, they had a good time. Mm -hmm. And old burger boy, that little mm -hmm. burger cookie. B-boy. <laughs> he looks at her and just goes, look, I'm going to be straight with you. He's just not that into you. And from that line... A cultural moment was born. Mm -hmm. Do you remember this? It fucking blew oh, up. Oh my god! Are you kidding? It, it was, was everywhere. A book written by. I guess this episode is co-written. This is one of the times they brought in like a. I, I, I guess they felt the need to bring in a man for this one moment. A straight man. Yeah, it's that comedian. Hold on, he's like wild looking. Mm. Writer. I think his name's like Greg. He's got like blonde tips. His name is Greg. Greg Bernhardt. You know about him? You, you ever had, get your eyes on Greg Bernhardt. You'll know his face when you see him. He's got, um, he's more of a weathered gentleman, real road hard. I've never seen this man in my life. It, does he look a man who should be writing an episode of Sex in the City? He looks. He looks like, um, he'd shit like Miranda. Like Chaz Dean. He's oh, short hair. He's not nearly as scary as Chaz Dean. You think he's less scary? Chaz, I see Chaz Dean in like my I see like two people in my nightmares. Chaz Dean looks and um, Food God. What is his name? Oh, Jonathan Chaban. Ch I see Chaban. him. Ch 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 Chaban. Ch Chabani. I I see him and Greg and um. What the fuck is his name? Chaz Dean in my dreams, nightmares. 
Nightmares. But this, of course, spawned a book. It, it spawned Oprah having this man on the show to talk about it. And by the way, it's a simple concept. I'm not sure we needed to elaborate on it. I just think it really, like, just resonates. I don't think it does. I think someone I think must have understood that as a simple concept before this this episode. But maybe they weren't able to articulate it. Like, they just And in such like, a pithy manner. He's just not that into you. Yeah, and you're just like, fuck, okay. But what I, I also want to point out is, is that it spawned the creation mm-hmm. of a type of movie that will con- that is continued on. Those fucking throw 18 million celebrities on a poster. Mm-hmm. Don't write a script and let's see what happens. Yep, it was that one. It that was Valentine's Day, in New Year's Eve, Mother's Day. What are the other ones? There, um, uh, Labor Day, Arbor Day, no, uh, Fourth of July, <laughs> Thanksgiving. Yeah, the Family it was Stone. like all those movies. Just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was like all those movies. Um, yeah, I listen when the movie first came out because I didn't read the book. Do you remember who's in this cast? Because I went through a I list do. and it was a shock. We got oh, Je- I remember. No. Shockingly, Jennifer Goodwin. And Jennifer Aniston are together in the No, movie. no, but what's shocking is, and I love this actress more than anything on planet Earth, my Mona Lisa mm. smile queen. Jennifer Goodwin is the star of this movie. Yeah. A, 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 a movie that includes Scarlett Johansson, Jennifer Aniston, and Jennifer Connelly. They were like, nope, get my baby girl up top. Mm-hmm. And it was but filmed in Baltimore. And sadly, I was in college. that's like what they wanted. Like, they wanted a she girl was an that every was, girl. like, Gigi. an every girl. And she is. I love her. Bradley Cooper's in it? Yes. I don't think I've ever seen this Bradley movie. Bradley Cooper and Jennifer Connelly are married in the movie. I wish she'd starred in The Star is Born. And he cheats on her with Scarlett. Busy Phillips is in this? Yeah. Like, have you never seen this no. movie? Oh, my God. That yeah. terrible man from Entourage? And Ben Affleck and Jennifer Aniston are together. Now, is this where we got Drew and Justin together? Did they meet on this film? Drew Barrymore and Justin No, Long? Drew Barrymore wasn't in this movie. Yes, yeah, she is. She plays Mary. What? Yeah, and I, and I think Mary is with Alex, played by Justin Long. And maybe this is where they met. No, Justin Long is dating Jennifer Goodwin. I, I thought Jennifer Goodwin He's was dating that, like, Bradley Cooper. Her. No. I said, Jennifer, you were ignoring me. Jennifer Connelly and Jen- and Bradley are married in the movie. Oh, so, and he, even though he's her husband, he's just not that into her? He cheated on her. With whom? Scarlet? Scarlet. Scar- Scarjo. Oh, wow. This sounds like a great movie. I like that they're all interconnected. Yes. they're And, like, some of the girls, like, work together. And then you see them go home. At, to, like, a like, marketing company. Yes, I'm sure. There's always greeting cards, I believe. Oh God in heaven! Who's the boss? Is it um, <laughs> is it Jennifer Coolidge? Just... Who's the boss? I don't know who the boss is. <sighs> yeah, it's a great movie. I, it, I look, I'm remiss to have never seen it. It filmed in mm-hmm. Baltimore to have these stars palling around my city, and I've never even seen the movie. I know. What Although a, maybe what a I have because. Never. For- I, I can promise the way that you're talking about it, you've never seen a fucking frame. I was informed recently that not only did I have I seen Selling Sunset, I watched and had strong opinions about the first two seasons. So if when I forget things, <clears throat> I was like, "Who the fuck is watching Selling Sunset?" And a friend looked at me and said, "You, you were literally you wouldn't were- shut up about it." <laughs> wow, that's crazy. I was like, "Really?" Because now I couldn't tell you a thing about Chriselle. Wow. 
They were like, oh, no, no, no. You had lots yeah, of opinions about Yeah, because you've talked to me about it like you've never seen a, a, a moment of it. When I tell you nothing has stuck with me about that show, but it came out during the pandy and things were amiss back then. Oh, everyone was just fighting for their lives. I don't know. I just cannot believe that this simple concept became this kind of rallying cry. Mm-hmm. A phenomenon. Oprah got in on it. I mean, that's big. Oh, and and, and this is at the height of her powers. I was going to say 2003 was the height of Oprah. And they even mentioned this book in uh, Gilmore Girls. And I will say Oprah is going to have... I will be mentioning Oprah again later in this episode. Okay. And so the guy ends up sending Miranda this curt email as Burger Express. She's sitting on these steps. And these two women behind her, these two icons, are squawking. I mean, I couldn't even. I, you, you know, when she's eating her salad. Yeah, and you, mm-hmm. you know that thing where they say that like women's voices are actually like men can't hear them. Yeah, I, I was like, are women's voices? These were the two women. I was like, these women need to shut the fuck up. Oh, okay. They were just these like young it, gals. It was the just the tenor of it, the voices. I was like, this yeah. is too much for me. It felt like this the dialogue. They didn't even write it. Yeah. They were just like, lights, camera, action. Just talk mess. Talk. And, and Cynthia Nixon will come over and talk to you guys. We don't have time to write anything. Well, the thing for me is about this scene that I feel like sticks out is it's such a Rambo moment. Like, this idea that she's going to, like, go up to a stranger and, like, say the craziest things to them. I thought <laughs> she was think she's motherly. doing, like, a good deed. Chris, that is an insane fucking thing to do. No, now that I'm thinking about <laughs> it, it is crazy. To go two girls, these it's, two young girls that you do not know, and just go, ladies, I overheard what you're saying, and you know what? He's just not that into you. Bye. You're welcome. I'm like, that is fucking insane. Yeah, I guess they it's were right to be Rambo. like, who the fuck are you, bitch? <laughs> she was like, bitch? I listened to her. I'm like, who yeah. wrote this? <laughs> No one. They're shoving salad into their mouths. Yeah. It was it was so Rambo. You're right. It was Rambo. I was like, I think it's the nicest thing Miranda's ever done. And one second later, I'm like, no, that was pretty much, that was Carrie yeah, season five like, behavior. Was it? Oh, it was very Carrie season five. <laughs> so we find out at one point that Harry is setting Miranda up. Mm-hmm. And she, we see her out on a date. They've gotten curry. And remember yesterday I texted you, I was going to tell you something to blow your mind. Mm-hmm. This is it. Do, do you know who the gentleman is who plays Paul? No. So, you know, more background to our outline. You know, we okay. rank them in at the end of every episode, shorties. And so I have to go over to IMDb and get mm-hmm. their names, the characters, because I don't always catch them all. And Paul is played by... a. Actor named Nick Gregory. No, does that name ring a bell to you? Yeah. Who is he? Do you know who he is? No, don't Wait. look him up. Just tell. Okay. No, Sam, do Nick not Gregory. look him up because I'm not. I, I'm not looking him up. This flashed to Nick me within Gregory? one instant. Nick Gregory. The name. Why does it sound so familiar to me? I'll tell you right now. Okay. Nick Gregory. Is the man that Luanne Delaseps set up uh, Carol with, and then we find out that he went on a date with Ramona, and she said he's too self-absorbed. The guy where Carol, it was like Carol, him, and Luanne and, and Jacques and Jacques, Nick Gregory, and, we were, and Carol was like talking a lot because mm-hmm, she was so nervous about how hot he is. Nick Gregory also knows Andy Cohen. Oh. 
But to see the name Nick Gregory and to flash in one scene, second to two scenes from The Real Housewives of New York. Oh my God. And Louis Nick like, Gregory. And I'll tell you. And from what I'm going to say, he's too self absorbed. Yeah. I don't know how that name has stuck with me. It, it did not. I didn't have to Google it. And I will say Nick Gregory gets better with age because he looks much better on Roni than he did here. No, that's why I'm in shock. I know. That's Nick Gregory, you know. Not since Capote Duncan being big on Big Little Lies that we had such a cameo. And this is the guy that has the diarrhea. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. And so he has the diarrhea and has to run home. Oh, my God. And she's like, just tell me you're not fucking into me. And he's like... I'm going to shit my pants. She's like, you're not into me. It's fine. We don't have to do this. He's like, I'm going to shit my fucking pants. I'm always, why is her storylines always shit? Like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> she has shit on her face, shit in his boyfriend's pants. Like, She just can't escape the just, poops. I'm like, what is going on with all this scatological mm-hmm. in Miranda? Yeah, it's too much. All right. But, oh, Nick Gregory shit his pants. Yep, yep, yep. Well, wow. hopefully he got home in time, but he seemed to have quite a ride. He, I, he yeah. definitely got in a cab and things were the, the tummy was rumbling <laughs> the gurgles yeah Ugh, I, don't, I don't care for this talk let's move <laughs> on to samantha okay so and this is how this show opens and um mm-hmm. let's just discuss the opening scene of samantha's um sexual fantasy and would it fly in 2023 hmm. you know what here's my thing uh oh. No. Not since them but, on that elevator. We're really gonna But are we but listen, are we kink shaming now? I don't know that we're kink shaming. This is what she wants. This is what she and him <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <laughs> those I mean, those ideas is. are her own. I'm gonna be yeah, clear. I mean, but that's like she wants to role play. I I know, but to truly have this man screaming in your face, shut the fuck up, shut the fuck up. It it was a nice transition when she says, no, you shut the fuck up and fuck me. Yeah. It was when we went to the dinner table and she's like, you know, talking about how great it was. And like, he held her down and typed her up. I was like, this was Patty Hearst. But I, I mean, that's what some people are into. I know, and, and I know. Sam's gonna do what Sam's gonna do, you know. I, I just thought, yikes! And what a way to start an episode. I was like, Ooh. I gotta be honest, I didn't think anything of it. Uh, well, and you know what's showing? I was like, I was like, I like this. I wish I had it going on myself. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just thought like she. I felt like she was so in control of it. Like I felt like it was her leading this, her wanting this, like her doing doing this. I don't know. I will it say didn't... it's his best acting on the show. Me. Oh. When he was screaming, shut the fuck up, I was like, I would have been scared. Yeah. Like, I, I think love I would. He's her accountant. I, I would have thought it would have been hard for me in that moment if someone was acting well <clears throat> to remember. Like, if. Uh, like, if it sentence. felt too real. If I was to be into this sort of role play, I would almost need the artifice of bad acting. Where if he started screaming, shut the fuck up in my face, I would be like, oh my god, I think, like, no, like, fuck you, get out of my house. Why? (laughs) So I say, it's like, no, you shut the fuck up. 
I I don't know. I wouldn't like it. We would need to be bad. I wouldn't like that either. But I'm also not into role play. Like that seems crazy to me. I mean, not the king shame, but like I'm. We're not actors. Maybe if we were, I would be into role play. Like if we could do it well. I guess that is the opposite of what I just said. Yeah, it is. (laughs) But I'm like, if we're gonna do it, we need to commit, and I would want the scenario to not be angry. You want it to be like loving and tender, or like, or normal. Like I want it to be like naughty, like the accountant. Well, that's not naughty to me. Like you can fuck your accountant. Maybe like teacher student. Like you're, oh. you're not, and you think that's, but you're more not appropriate in 2023. But you're not not supposed to. Well, first of all, you can like I didn't mean like 12 year olds. I meant like college. Oh, college. Like, okay. <laughs> I didn't say like I'm a baby. Like fuck me, teacher. <laughs> like what's wrong with you? You're right. You're right. You're right. Um, okay. Or like you. therapist peer because that is like forbidden. Mm. Right, that's like a thing people really experience a lot. What wanting to fuck their therapist? Yeah, I I guess I would just never. I would just never go to a male therapist. Never seems actually. I did. I don't know why I said that. His name was Barry. (laughs) It's an old man, Dan Steve Hader, or whatever the fuck that guy's name is. Oh yeah, that that show ended on a Steve Bill Hader. Bill, yeah, I. Well, you said Steve Bill Hader. It is Bill, right? Bill Hader? Yes. Yeah. What's going on with him and Ali Wong in that fake relationship? He's the Pete Davidson of Gen X. I just think that relationship was mostly put out there so that she didn't have to deal with the blowback about that show. 100%. Yeah. Um, and I love her and support her in all her endeavors, except I dating. I don't find her funny, but... I don't know that I find her funny. I find her charming, beautiful. I loved that Netflix mm-hmm. movie. Hmm. Okay. What was it called? Yeah, you don't know the name, do you? Always be my maybe. Oh, that like rom com. Yeah, I thought that was so yeah, cute. Okay. Um, I think it was also during the pandemic. Mm. So we were loving a lot of things. Yeah, at I mean, that time. If you if it went on Netflix, I was like, great. We'll we'll watch. Cue it up. I mean, we watched Tiger King for God's sakes. I we're, hated. I t- hate that. I hated that shit up. I hated that show. It drove me insane. I love that. I don't like seeing white people waste their privilege like that. Like, go do something. Mm. Okay. So their next scenario is Dr. Smith. We get tax accountant Smith. Now, I didn't understand at the table when she says, oh, it's my doctor. I might have mumps. I'm, and then she goes off and goes, I'm very swollen. <laughs> is this sexy? <laughs> no, but that's why Sam Mantha <laughs> is the comedy queen. Like, she's so fucking funny in this episode her and smith like actually she's always hilarious but i don't know she's really turned it up for me i'm looking at mumps and she ain't nothing sexy you don't want to have mumps (laughs) if i I get mumps i'm out yeah i mean i don't think any disease is sexy (laughs) yellow fever what's the lick that no one gets anymore and you mostly died by coughing consumption you know like with satine had an um Moulin Rouge. Moulin Rouge, where she keeps coughing up blood, and you're just really pale. That, oh, I thought that was, um... Hmm. The, the flu? COVID? What did no, you think? no, I don't it's, remember. COVID is kind of sexy, because it's, like, forbidden. Don't come near me, but then you want the passion overtakes you. Maybe that's a good scenario for me to play in the bedroom. COVID patient. Okay. Wow. That okay. little green virus. If I never see that thing again... 
Oh, with those spikes. Yeah, so scary. Um, I didn't care for Detective when he rolls in and she's in, like, a trench coat. No, that was not my fave. Yeah. And so she thinks they're about to play Detective and she really wants to order them martinis and she finds out he's in recovery. And Mm -hmm. she's disgusted and just rolls right out. Mm -hmm. He's like, "Uh, I'll actually have a seltzer. I don't want a martini. He like had to break character <laughs> and uh, sh- her, she shriveled up. She did not. And the want poor waiter had the made Jared. the martini. So I think Jared had to pay for these. Oh, that's why he like rolled his eyes. Great. And you know what? And he's like, just give me a fucking seltzer while I try to wrangle up for probably $60 to pay for these expensive yeah. drinks. Um, I had also forgotten that this is where Smith comes from. Mm. that she hasn't named him that yet and that that is fully based off of this weird game they're playing. I don't know why he can't just be named Jerry in all the little scenarios. Jerry is not a sexy name. Is Smith? You don't want a fucking name, guy named Jerry. Is Smith he, a sexy name? It's a last name. A, you have such a weird thing about him. Like, he's so fucking hot. I thought he, he was really gross name. in this episode. Oh my god. I don't care for his hair. His cheekbones were really <laughs> bugging me. He had looked like he had too much sick. filler. Sorry. Oh my, are we looking at the same person? Uh, he does nothing for me. Oh my god. But you are nuts. Somebody did later, but we'll get to it. Oh, we haven't gotten to him yet? Mm-hmm. Oh, the one was it little... Mr. Nick Gregory? No, it wasn't. Nick Gregory in whatever year, 2012, when he appeared on Roni, yes. Mm, okay. I, too, would have been flustered and wouldn't have shut the fuck up. Another scene where the ladies needed That's to crazy. shut the fuck up. Mm. Carol Razabelle. Yeah, she needed to shut the fuck up more than once. Yeah, well, maybe she still does. So Smith calls her and tries to set up another sexy scenario. She comes in dressed like Neil from The Matrix. Mm-hmm. And he forces their relationship out of fantasy by sharing that his name is Jerry Jared. And mm-hmm. I really liked Samantha's monologue. About yeah. how she's always right and she's demanding. Mm-hmm. I just, I thought it was like one of the stronger pieces of writing for her we've seen. And it was nice to mm-hmm. see her have a, like, lengthy piece of dialogue that was um not sex-focused, but about mm-hmm. her. Mm-hmm. I feel like we're seeing her more have, like, this is more of the Samantha that I feel like I know. Um, and, and you like, know remember. her so well. So, you know, so well. And I just feel like she's really taking ownership of, like, who she is and what she wants. And I love that. And I love that she's vocalizing that because I feel like in her past relationships, she wasn't at times, like, able to do that. And I just, I don't know. You liked it. I enjoyed it. I liked it. Yeah. Overall, I loved this storyline. I thought it was funny, you know, regardless of how... 2023 problematic the opening is it is a shock and i won't forget it it was you know it is jarring yeah to queue up this episode and with a rape fantasy i mean yeah it's tough it's not easy to to Mm. jump in right on like whoop shut the fuck up yeah it's you know it's not ideal and you know now that i say it it is the first time that i'm putting together that that's what carrie says in the monologue (laughs) yeah Yeah. Let's get into the most depressing story in this episode. Well, actually, no. I find actually the Carrie Burger storyline a little bit more depressing or triggering. It's de- it's de- it's triggering. This one's depressing. Yeah. 
So Charlotte is super happy and in love, and we see her preparing for her first Shabbat dinner. Mm -hmm. Although she kept calling it Shabbos, and I didn't know if that was Mm -hmm. an interchangeably term. I tried to Google it. I believe it is. Yeah. And it didn't Mm -hmm. really, Google didn't give me an answer. It didn't, you know, pop out and slap me with an answer, but. um, (laughs) Not like you're Googling this, you should break up. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, What did you think of the interesting beat of her screaming at the, um, the uh, butcher? And I suppose oh, they're trying like, to say that that has made her more Jewish. Yeah, that was it's like yikes. <laughs> yeah, that was weird. Mostly I, because we've seen Charlotte be demanding before. If we never forget her with the florist, mm-hmm. of course she knows what she wants. So it just to me didn't really seem it. it wasn't actually some denotation of change. It wasn't like out of character. No, for her, but, but it, it felt it like the show wanted strange. you to think it was totally. Um, maybe it's that like now she cares about food. Whereas, you know, these women... now she's at, like, a butcher. Where'd she get her meat before? Wasps eat meat. I don't don't think she was going to the butcher. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. I just felt a little, like, yikes. If we're going to do this storyline, I don't know that I need that beat. It kind of felt like when she was in the market with Carrie. And staring at the gefilte fish. And, like, yikes, yuck. It was, like, kind of weird. Yeah. But she's taking it all incredibly seriously, and... She's even made the step to make her conversion to Judaism um, exterior, quite literally. We see her um, hanging her mezuzah. Mm-hmm. It's bothering her waspy Christian neighbor, who's just like, her eyes bugged out of her head. Jews! Even the dog, even the dog looks shocked. <laughs> it's like, what is happening in this show? They live in New yeah. York City. I know, it was strange. But maybe not in the building. <laughs> Probably not allowed. Yeah. Since the the Maisels and the Weissmans have moved out and the Upper East Side hasn't seen a Jew since. Yeah. So I really loved the scene of them making dinner. And I just wrote in all caps, I love Charlotte's Kitchen. Love. Although I couldn't figure out why the fridge wasn't it in that felt, main room. It seemed it a little cut smaller. up. Mm-hmm. It felt a lot smaller than what we see now. It's definitely been renovated. But it did yeah. feel, it felt like adult in a way the other, well, like, Samantha lives in a studio, basically, so her kitchen's mm-hmm. very small. Um, even Miranda's kitchen is fairly tiny. hmm And don't even get me started on Carrie's kitchen. Yeah, the shithole. That um, railroad but... of home. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah, it's definitely the most, like, gr- quote, grown-up kitchen we see. And, of course, we see flowers. And I don't know, there was something also about seeing three of the women in her domestic space that just felt like we so rarely do this. Mm-hmm. I did wish Samantha had been there instead of in her fantasies. <laughs> I just felt like, let's get <laughs> all four of the girls trapped. together. Yeah, like, our mumps have cleared mm-hmm. up. Let's get her in there. Yeah. Um, And I thought her perspective would have been interesting when they ultimately turned the cookbook and see that, no, they didn't need to do my girl like this. What adult mm-hmm. 36-year-old woman is literally writing her name? Like, in all over the page, <laughs> Mrs. Harry Goldenblatt. Mrs. Harry Goldenblatt. It's, like, insane. This is Charlotte York Goldenblatt. It's, like, this is mental illness. Yeah, like, that's not... It's weird. It's obsessive. And also, I guess yeah. that's something that young girls do with their crushes. Yeah, it, like to me, middle school. But to me, it sounds like something someone wrote once and no one's actually ever done in real life. Sort of like pillow fights. Yeah, I've never had a pillow fight. Right, it seems like something a man wrote once and now we believe it is true of young women. That women do this? But I don't... No, I think women do this. Really? Are sitting there, so you have a crush in middle school and you're like, I'm going to change my name to Christopher... Well, I was going to say the actual guy's last name. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah. Uh, no, I feel like I did that when I was in like probably like fourth grade. And who was the gentleman? I'm not naming him. <laughs> you wouldn't name yours. I, I won't. I saw him recently. Oh, wow. You saw him? Well, he is no, you know, he did. He was straight then and is straight now and married to a gorgeous girl. And he's still oh. gorgeous. And I thought I, like I could that. really, if I saw you more often, I could get another crush going. I don't think my fourth grade crush was still gorgeous. I feel like he got, there was a turn. I should know? also say this wasn't fourth grade. I didn't have, I don't remember. I wasn't tapped into my sexuality enough. This is more like maybe I eight, definitely nine. had a crush, but like I, yeah. Oh, no, I, I did know. have a crush in fourth grade and he, I don't, I don't I think the thing is when, us. why girls or women, if you do this, it's because if you plan on changing your name. You want to learn, like, you want to practice that name, like, in, to make it pretty. I don't The know. wedding industrial complex is nuts. You guys have been through it. I know. Fun for my life over there on Betch's Brides. I know. I'm so glad that both as a gay man, as a man and a gay man, I, at the fact that marriage just never seemed like something I should be worried about because I wasn't allowed to for my formative years, <laughs> I think it's cured me of a lot. Then yeah. when I was allowed, I made an intellectual it's exciting, decision that I didn't want to. It's fun, but it's also really tiring. But um, I wish that we saw the girls kind of, like, push her a little bit more on this. Uh, I think Miranda did a fair enough pushing. I actually really appreciated Carrie here, who was just like, Miranda, shut the fuck up. This woman is clearly unwell. We're not therapists, and we're not well. I don't know. This is the blind it leading the blind. Weird. No, it feel this Charlotte Harry situation it's moving so quick and she became a Jew with the wrong intention like she converted because for him obviously but also just to like wrap it up she's like let's get these classes going let's get in the hours let's hurry this along are you converting I get in solely for a relationship Yes, but I'm not like rushing it. Like, okay. I'm not thinking to myself, okay, I need to get these classes. So done. that's where you're drawing the propose. difference. It's not that. Yeah. It's not that she's doing it for him that bothers you. It's no. the accelerated speed by which she is doing it. And then to be like, and then we see later where she goes. Oh, actually, can, before I, before we go there, can we just close okay. out this scene? Yeah. Because the one thing I did want to know, I thought it was, I actually really like Carrie's reaction, which is like makes a joke, but then sort of lets like. I'm not going to in your home while you're preparing. I mean, this is like a high stress moment. This is not the moment where you yeah. confront your friend and say, hey, I think you're moving too quickly. But of course, Miranda can't help herself. And I actually really thought that the way Miranda talked about it, while a little hostile and maybe not the time I would have done it, was all were all very true points. But I also don't know that Charlotte is wrong here. Where she says, we have talked about this. Because we saw them talk about it. Now, should she be looking at venues? <laughs> and have a specific month? No. And probably a dress? Like, this woman has it all planned already. Yeah. Um, so, I don't, I don't think Harry is privy to any of that information. No, but I thought this scene, to me, felt like the appropriate amount of Charlotte moving forward and working within the right information. Mm -hmm. Then we go to dinner. Mm -hmm. Then we go to shopping. And I Shop. did agree with Harry, with um Charlotte that Harry could just like turn the TV off. Like I, yeah, I, 100%. I would be a little agitated if not a little 
if I had gone, if I had just converted to your religion, have spent all week preparing this meal that represents your religion, mm-hmm. and, and it's be- her first one, and because it's not your first one, you don't care. Like I think it is. Harry is sort of an asshole here. Like I agree to not realize that she has made I'm a also- sacrifice. I'm also surprised she has a TV in the dining room. Well, we learn out learn later it is Harry's. I don't know that Charlotte has a TV in her home. Because he says later, oh, I will send he sent someone to get his television, Carrie says in voiceover. Oh. I don't know why that's the place it is. Yeah. Instead of like the sitting I'm surprised room. She like let that let that happen. But no, I totally agree with you. Like, I just feel like it's disrespectful to do that if anyone cooks you dinner. Yeah. Not even. It's the big game. I can't do a Harry. You sound like a surfer. (laughs) It's the big game, bro. Cowabunga. I'm like, what? Yeah, that's not one accent I don't think you can do. Um, I'll I'll workshop that on the side. So I felt bad for her. But then. then Well, he did turn the game back on. He was pushing her. She was pushed. Into saying the worst thing in the world. Clearly, like, I don't. Like you said, like, he doesn't think, like, this is that big of a deal. Yeah. And, and so he she, needs to appreciate what she did a little bit more. I know, but, and which is why I found him so dismissive when she says, I gave up. No, I do think it's tough to put it, I gave up Jesus for you. It is, you But know? it's also a little tough. Like, that is her reality, even if it is phrased the, perhaps not the kindest and most, um, easy way to process Mm -hmm. for him to reply oh take out the garbage i gave up jesus for you it's like you are being really dismissive of the choice she made no she went off the rails when she said do you know what people think when they see us that was so fucking mean that was so mean if anyone said that to me like if danny said that to me I would be crushed. Well, and you know what's funny is, is I don't, and I think the reason it works is, is that no man would ever say that about a woman. No, like that—that that is the I can't that, imagine. that line I mean, I would not. go from a woman to a man. Mm-hmm. It's so mean. Mostly because I think men are more aesthetic creatures, and so that they are genuinely attracted to their partners physically. And I mm-hmm. think that there are women, not all women. And not all men. Oh, they look around. No, I was like looking at a pigeon. All the girls here. <laughs> no, there's just a giant pigeon lurking right outside my window. Oh, okay, okay. Um, Maybe she's a girl. And that is the ghost of Harry. No. <laughs> the spirit. He's not dead. Yeah, the spirit. Um, that there are women who will date men who are not who they're not physically attracted to for a multitude of other reasons, be it you know fi- financial success, being attracted to their physicality they're like there's like machismo there are a myriad of reasons that but i think Mm -hmm. that more often than not that goes toward women to men Mm -hmm. and of course we're speaking in very heteronormative terms so i think actually the brilliance of it is is that i don't know that man would ever say that and that a woman would only say it when like the darkest moment i I felt like we needed to put like two glasses of wine in charlotte's hand to just make this feel like a little like let's get her drunk (laughs) what's yeah she was i mean she has been cooking all day (laughs) she's been cooking you do feel a little matzo balls you do feel out of sorts i feel for her i do it was just really uncalled for and and um, it's like the rudest thing you can say because i think particularly in their relationship and i'm very attracted to harry but I think that 
she is aware that he feels those things. Like he has said, I'm a putz compared to you. Mm-hmm. How would any Shiksa goddess, like, I never thought this would happen. Like she knows that that's a um, sticking like point power. for him. Mm-hmm. And she, she pulled that out of her back, <laughs> back pocket and slammed him. Mm-hmm. It was almost the worst slam we've ever seen on the show. It's especially from her. I'm trying to think. I mean, I would put it, it's probably the cruelest thing in the history of the show outside of Big leaving Carrie at the altar. <laughs> and that's the movie. Yeah, I know. I just mean in terms of the whole Sex and the City the cinematic universe, City. Okay, that to me is the cruelest thing that someone has done is for her to say that. I don't think we've seen things cru- anything crueler other than Big leaving Carrie at the wedding. Yeah. I'm trying to think. I really, I don't even think the post-it is that cruel. No, I thought Came the post-it was a brilliant piece of writing on my Jack Burgers. Oh, <laughs> you know, so Charlotte and Charlotte and Harry are broken up. So I what I also thought was interesting is he says, I'm leaving. You don't really see them break up. Mm-hmm. Which I do think is important. And and I think it's something that happens in shows a lot. You don't see the con- it's very rare you see the conversation where people break up. It's like we had a fight and now we've broken up. I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't know. In my life, every breakup is like been like um pushing over like a like a, a vending machine. We gotta rock that thing back and forth through conversation <laughs> before it falls over. Wow. It's like multiple conversations. And are we doing this? Are we not? We're circling oh. back. It's never like, okay, this fight, we're done. Yeah, I don't think well, it's ever. I don't think except, I've ever broken up in a fight. I think once. it's a fight and yeah. then a conversation. Once in an Uber after seeing the Meryl Streep Tommy Lee Jones movie Hope Springs. I broke up with someone after seeing La La Land. Sometimes a movie will hit. Well, La La Land mm-hmm. does feel like a depressing movie you would break up after. This was a movie about Meryl Streep giving Tommy Lee Jones a blowjob while Steve Carell was their sex therapist. It's like you think that wouldn't have been oh, like Steve Carell. No, Steve Carell wasn't in La La Land. <laughs> It got crazy, stupid love mixed up. The same actors. I was like, whoever do you think would he would have played in La La Land? (laughs) In La La Land. Yeah. Um. So Harry's moved out. I did like the beat of that's exactly what exactly what New York needed. Another single Jewish girl. Mm. I thought, wow, what? I thought that was a nice like line there. I thought so too, and also. I just felt for Charlotte, like, after they got in that fight and he leaves, all I could think of was, like, she's got to clean this all up. She's got to eat a she whole thing of brisket. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Honestly, I'd be quite comforted if I looked down and had a full meal after a breakup. And bread? And, and a brisket? I'd just be like, well, sandwiches for days. I'm not leaving yeah. this home. Somebody turn on the way we were. We're eating. Yeah. I'd bring girls over. Yeah. All right. Let's get into Carrie. Or more, honestly... More importantly, Burger. I thought he was the real girl, the real lady of this episode. He was the real girl of the episode. Yeah, he was the star of this storyline, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So Carrie takes Burger to meet the girls, and it goes really well. He's cutesy. They're laughing at him. It's hard to watch this scene and, of course, not think about um, the trouble she had getting... Um, what's Big. his name? Big. Big. <laughs> Big. Big to meet to the girls in them. season mm-hmm. two. And you, it was interesting... I guess, I don't know that we ever saw Aiden meet all of them all at once. We never saw them meet. He just kind of was, like, around. But also, like I don't know, around them. I'm thinking of the Bells of the Ball episode, but Charlotte's not there. Like, mm-hmm. the, I don't know that I can think of a scene that includes, other than when he broke up and broke up with her in front of Charlotte's wedding and they're all watching. Yeah. 
that includes all four of the all four of the women and him. And of course, we'll get that in and just like that. Mm-hmm. <sighs> and so they head back, and she's getting like ice pops and choco bars and all sorts of shit out of the freezer. Why do a grown woman has popsicles just sitting in their fridge? Unless you're sick. Unless you have children. Yeah. Like, and she had two different brands of popsicles. <laughs> she had like a stat. She had an ice cream truck. She was like, I have fridge. a popsicle and like a taco, choco. Like, choco, which one choco, do you want? Yeah. Like a bunch of crunch. What do you need? Yeah. And he, they pick the wrong, they pick the one that the other doesn't want. And they say, I love you. And I just wrote, how long have these two bobos been together? A day. And she's day. jumping around like, I wanted to say it. And oh, I love you too. I just wanted to say it myself. I'm like, these two. You know what I wrote? Shut the fuck and up. These two shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> I need them to be quiet. The moment he covered her mouth, I was like, thank God. And then when she covered his mouth later, I was like, oh, a breather for us. <laughs> just talk about Zaba Zaba Zue. Zaka Zue. It's like just a bunch of we, scatting. Uh-oh. Are we them? Yeah. Oh, no. Just at like a thousand yard stare. I, 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 I think I think we are. <laughs> yeah. People are like, uh, yeah, I've heard two clowns who won't shut the fuck up. I Sounds heard a familiar. guy and a gal shut the fuck up before. Yeah, we hear it every week, baby. Multiple times. If you go on to Patreon, and please join us over on Patreon where we never shut the fuck up. <laughs> and so we then see that Burger has sent Carrie his book, and I thought that I think that this is crazy. Because this is his first book. Berger has not written a second novel at this point. Right. Would Carrie not have the moment she met him gone and gotten this book and read it? Maybe she couldn't get it. No, I think you... Doesn't seem to be doing well. I know, but it's not out of print because it only came out a year ago. That's true. Um, Maybe she didn't. I, I feel I like mean, maybe they've been dating for like that short of time. I know, but Carrie as a writer and how obsessed she was after she first met him... To me, it just seems like if I was, it, by the way, I'm not a writer. Mm-hmm. If I met a man who was, You're a, not. well, I guess every Monday I am over on Patreon. Yeah. <laughs> but I, if I met a man who had written a book and I was feeling the zaza zoo about him, mm-hmm. best believe yeah. I'm getting my ass to that book and reading it. Right. No, add on, add on top of that, she is a writer who would be interested perhaps in his style. Would, because not not to bring it back to you hurt my feelings imagine if you didn't like his work like i think that that would be something that would really weigh on you because you do the same thing so right. you need to have mutual respect it's not like big we're like oh i'm gonna google his finance company it's like lols i won't understand yeah. those spreadsheets not a goddamn chance or like i want to look at aiden's furniture like that's not important <clears throat> right. Not the furniture is not important, but it's like that's what it's, you do, carry. It's a different craft. Yeah. It's like, and it's mm-hmm. also the craft you share in common. I can't, mm-hmm. it just was wild to me. I guess in my memory, this was his second book. So he's sending mm-hmm. her like the um, advanced copy. Like a pre order. <laughs> not like from Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> no, like a pre, like an advanced copy, pre order. Pre order <laughs> below at the just... link. Get it up my storefront. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I thought that was crazy, but of course she does love it. He comes over. He's like, I couldn't date a slow reader. And I'm like, again, here these two they go. <laughs> One second he opens the door and they've got like 18 bad begin. jokes. 
I know, just firing off and at each other. When she said a scrunchie, <laughs> it's like, oh, yikes. She's performing for him. It's really crazy. But the thing it's is, like this isn't absurd. the performance from season one where she has that no, great this isn't monologue performing about for big. big. Where she, no, no, no. I don't know if I'm like, fat, like, Dopey Carrie or Sleepy Carrie. She wasn't the dwarves, but I can't remember exactly what she no, said. <laughs> Tire Carrie, Sheik Carrie, Mad Carrie, <laughs> yeah, Big Carrie. I don't know. Mm-hmm. No, this is a different. This is like kind she has been waiting to put this clown makeup on and dance around like this for <laughs> years. She's just a like a fucking bear on a ball, and he's the, like a Jeez. ringmaster with a whip. Like these two are living for the circus of that apartment. Mm-hmm. Two fucking jesters running around the town square. Like I know, Chris. When he walked in and was like, I couldn't dance slow reader. I was like, oh, my God. She was like, it's 400 pages. It took me two days. <laughs> and then they just kept going. <laughs> I was like, get me off this ride. Now, would you agree that um, I, I, I really do love the specificity, though, of like, that's what she points out. That like, oh, this man wouldn't understand the idea that a New York woman wouldn't wear a scrunchie around town. It does. It feels true enough that Berger would write that and Mm -hmm. also true enough that that would be the thing that Carrie would pick out as someone who loves fashion. I think it is a perfect sort of um, meeting ground. And it is sometimes and look, we said it on this podcast. It is easier to point out things you dislike. Because what are you? Because by the way, later she sounds crazy when she's like, "And I love this moment, and I love this moment, and I love this yeah, moment, and I love this moment." You sound fucking nuts. Like, so when everyone, if someone did that, yeah, no. So when everyone's it's, like, "You guys are too harsh about this show," it's like because when you're talking about things, there's more to talk about when you're thinking critically than when you're just critically. like, "I love it." Yeah, because like, okay, then that's it. We yeah, would be done in five minutes instead of an hour and five minutes. You know. I know. I am trying to get us out of this, but kind <laughs> of land this plane once in a while. But this this is a meaty episode, in my opinion. There's a lot going on. And I thought, and this is why I fucking love Jack Berger. I thought it was so realistic the way he shuts down the conversation when he just says, I don't want to talk about it anymore. Are we eating in? It's so real. The it, chill like, that went me, through like... me. <laughs> no, like, I know. I've never it, been more attracted to him. I was like, I like shuddered. I was like, oh. I was like, oh, a like, man has arrived. He's cold and emotionally distant. Let's go, baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was like, ooh. I was like, drop <laughs> to our type. knees, let's go. <laughs> Finally, we could get some hot sex going here now that you shut up. And like, and then also like the panic in her voice, like realizing that he's upset. But then she's, you know, I've had, I feel like I've done this before. I'm sure I have. Where like, you, you feel have. like you have, yeah. Where you feel like you have this like banter and this honesty, but it's like all faux honesty. It's like not really rooted in anything real. And so the minute you like can make a, you feel like you can make that joke about the scrunchie, it's like, sweetie, Mm-mm. know your audience. We weren't there yet, baby girl. We weren't ready for that honesty. You can say I love you, but do not talk about it. The scrunchie. I also, and I will say, as he says later in the episode, it is different to critique someone on something they can change. Like, I don't know that if I was reading someone's book that is published mm-hmm. that he can't do anything about. That I'd be like, mm-hmm. you know what, you could change. It's like I've, you know, I've dated some performers, and when mind, people get off stage, you don't tell them they suck. But I think in her mind, it didn't need to be changed. I feel like she thought like only really she would notice something like that, and I think it made her feel special to be able to point that out. But she does sort of say, "Aren't you lucky that I came around?" 
It is sort. I mean, it is written so well enough that you can sort of see her positioning herself like, "I will. I know how to write women." Yeah. And again, it is like they do share writing in common. I think if maybe you and I said that to Berger, he could explain it a way of like, you don't understand this. I'm a writer. He can't pull that card with Carrie. And again, it's the first time she's dating an equal and actually herself. Literally. Um, Because I feel like if Big or even Aiden or whoever looked at her and said something about her writing in her book and was like, you First of all, Big wasn't reading it. Yeah, he read her book. I, I, oh, the book, but like, I mean, w- yeah. the columns, like when they were no, together. No, I meant like the book. Like okay. that feels like much more permanent than the columns that are weekly. But um, I feel like that would hurt her feelings. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not sure it would. We've seen her shrug off when Samantha was like, I don't even read that shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, I've, um, but that's how you are and I are with our podcast. I'm like, I don't need my friends listening. Oh, I do yeah. want them to support the Patreon, but I don't need them listening. I don't know. And our friends are failing in that regard. I'm going to have to send out some emails. I've noticed. <laughs> where you at, Grace? Things. Yeah. Where you at, Mom? Ooh, that's hitting home. <laughs> the family. Mm-hmm. Um, so they head so out to dinner. It was so tense. It was. So they head out to dinner, and right by, right in front of them, is a little lady in a scrunchie. And Berger, he is, like, fucking getting his engines ready. He's got that... He's, like, ready to kick off his bike and just go. He is, like, uh, I'm gonna fucking nail this bitch to the wall. We have seen a scrunchie. Oh, he's being so, like, like Cheshire Cat. Like, like licking his lips. Like, he's... Oh, he's... The, the he's a cat who's gotten the cream. He's licking himself left and right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And Kara's like, because <laughs> she knows where this is going. Like they both, because they're the same person. They can both feel that they can hear the engines revving. And by the way, in she can't. Other. And they can't. She can't help herself because the correct thing no. to do if she's Carrie, if she wants to actually just move on from this fight, mm-hmm. is to simply go, "Wow, we found one out in the wild." Because it's not like it is not saying. It right. is still it is still not proving that every they did not walk out to Times Square and see every woman in New York City wearing a scrunchie. This right, is one right, more right. I would have simply said, All right, you, you proved me wrong. Yeah. On the whole, women in New York City do not wear scrunchies, but here is one. Your book is valid. And I feel like if she did that, they could have then started it as like a joke. Like if when they are together, if they ever see a woman, yeah, it could be one of their Hollywood bits, as we'll see in a few episodes. It's a playing card of sorts. So he picks one up off the The ground ground. and nails it to the wall. But instead, she whispers, "Shame from New York." And he's like, "Uh, "Come again." I'm so Carrie in this moment. It's really upsetting. And she said, "That woman is not from New York City." And Berger then tap tap taps her. And this woman turned around and gives a performance of a lifetime. And I did I see myself in this woman with her accent work. <laughs> like, hey, y'all. Oh, my God. I'm from Georgia. Yeah. And, of course, she's from Macon, Georgia. And that is the town where Oprah went to visit and, like, brought all that stuff. Remember that episode? No. It was in, I think, towards the end of the show. And she, like, literally went to Macon, Georgia. And was like, I'm giving out fridges. I'm giving out cars. I'm giving out, like, she- Oh, that. Yeah. Okay. And then the town, like, went desolate because, like, none of the people could pay taxes on it. 
Well, it didn't have a happy ending. Much like those cars. You can't just give people free stuff. It's No. <laughs> um, and not follow up. Right. And so kind of like when people like the that show the extreme home makeover. Yeah, a lot of those homes didn't work out for those people. No. Those people couldn't afford it. It sort of reminds me of um I'm always like one second after Queer Eye ends. Like, what's happening with those guys? Yeah. And I'm like, I hope they sold that home immediately after they fixed it up. Yeah. Um, With all that Wayfair shit. <laughs> that Target Home Essentials line. <laughs> I've never seen poor, more poorly decorated homes. Yeah. And so they go back to their silent treatment, and then Carrie at dinner is just be bopping and scatting and like i loved how the sister's phone calls oh, and, and, and the best friend oh my god and how you get us on your side oh and the prologue that was really good yeah and she's like and then you set it up what is that called oh um and i'm like carrie well you're saying, a writer so you should know what that's called it's called a literary device so figure it out she's she's put on her clown nose honk honk She's performing. And Berger has turned off his clown nose and has turned on his aggressive heterosexual behavior. He's eating that <laughs> cake like he wants to fucking Menendez brother her. <laughs> he is. He's like Joe he Goldberg is. from You. He's at his, He's about to snap. He's about to snap. Like he, yeah. she had one more comment and he, we would have been watching him on like snap. Wouldn't you be pissed? I don't like know if, if I would aggressively eat dessert. He's literally going. like, well, he, she's trying to fix it. And the oh, thing, the thing is, is that, her before. And the thing is, is like, you never fix it by avoiding that. This well, you is never the reason, fix it by like overcorrecting. Or no, what I and that like or avoid, which is a form of right. avoidance. Like, which is why I've never been in these types of situations because I am physically impossible of sitting in awe. Like, I would just say, "Look, I understand that I hurt your feelings. How can we move forward? Explain to me what you need, and I will give you my boundaries of whether I not I can do that or not." Because wow. I just can't. I could never sit there and like. So how'd this go? And then when people do that to me, my response is, "You're being crazy." Here is why I am set. Here is why I am upset with you, or why I am not. Can you please be normal? I would be such a carry because I'm an avoider. He's snacking on that dessert like Voldemort. He grabs hers at one point. And she's like, "Just take it." It's aggressive. It, aggressive again. I was it turned is. on. It's like unsettling. I, I've never You're been more attracted. I've never please been more up. attracted to him than this episode. No, I, you know I love an original angry man. Okay. As an angry man myself, you know my favorite guy on this show was Samantha's assistant. <laughs> yes, I do remember. And so they get back. Burger's like, I think I'm just going to go home. And again, Carrie, just let the man go. I know. But I know. she can't. But this was a time where a woman was not going to shut the fuck up. No, and I love that she didn't. Because he was fucking mean to her. I know, but I would have shut the... Well, would you have run after him when he said, I'm leaving? Uh, no. Right, so that's what I I mean. I don't run after men. That's what I mean, is, like, I think when he he said, I am leaving, Mm -hmm. I understand it mirrors the beginning... And it does, right, mirror his, his advice earlier, and she's saying, like, if he's saying that, he's just not that into you, so she wants to sort of figure that out in the moment. Mm-hmm. But I also think, like, 
when someone tells you they're leaving, like you need to let them. You don't chase after people. Give people space and time to work things out and hope that they come back to you. But mm-hmm. forcing it is never the right thing. But this is what I was saying last week. It's like with Burger, she's holding on so tight because like she wants this one to work so badly. And I think she's scared. Like if she doesn't follow him, then it, that's it. That's done. And she she like can't let that happen. And so, so then she follows him. And she he, she calls him out on shutting down and says, I would want you to tell me something that I did wrong. And I do think that this is really mean because her outfit isn't something she did wrong. Right. No, look, the hat is really ugly. It's crazy. <laughs> it's, but it's, you don't, but that's who she is. Berger hasn't seen the the half of her wardrobe. But that, but he also doesn't know her that well, and we haven't seen her wear something that nuts that's quite yet. That's what I'm talking about. But like, I think, he doesn't know what she's got in that closet. But that's what I mean. I think that's why he feels more equipped to say that, because he hasn't seen the shit that... I think he, he probably he showed up and was like, the last time I saw you, you were in a pair of jeans and a tank top. What the... F- <laughs> like, on a Mickey Mouse hat shirt. Why are you wearing this hat? We're going to a pizza restaurant. Yeah. Like, what the... Why he's are probably, you, he's, why yeah, are you in this he's not, drop race, this drop waist romper and a fascinator? Like, she looked crazy. She did, but he needed to shut the fuck up. <laughs> I was with him, like, I, but I also would have said it the minute she opened the door. I'd been like, yeah. you need to turn around, like, oh. go take that hat off. Think about your life choices and maybe come back. Yeah. And then she gets so offended, but she does take the hat off because I think she knows in her mind this hat is fucking crazy. Yeah, she's embarrassed. And she says... She's oh, always got something on her head. I know. Things happen to her. I know. Like that big bird. I'm thinking of when she put on that Parisian hat to go to Paris. That is the weird... That is the craziest goddamn thing. I know. And I remember watching it at the time thinking, she's so chic. And look, she is. But sometimes now it's like with eyes removed and with a sense of normalcy. I'm like, what the fuck was happening here? I know. Like, if I saw that woman in the wild, I'd be like, oh, that's crazy. Sort of like when those men saw them on the train and were like, what the fuck is wrong with these three? Yeah. <laughs> Does anybody want to pop my cork? It's like, what the fuck is it's wrong? Like, like, you... <laughs> we're sitting on a train trying to watch really? sports. Like, yeah, like, we're not trying to do all that. Like, this, your fucking friend with a crazy pimple and a dumb outfit? What's happening? <laughs> Their curly fucking cute hair. Yeah. Cupid doll bitch. Can you all go back to your room? <laughs> Terrorizing this train? <laughs> and so Berger ultimately shares that, you know, his book is a failure. And what I, I really genuinely loved is the beat where he says, this isn't sexy, and how you can tell that he's been afraid to share his insecurities because they still are at the beginning part of their relationship mm-hmm. where it's about be it's where it's not about truth but attraction. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I find Berger fascinating. I just think he's such a well-written dude. He is, but that's why I hate him. I don't know. I'm like get him Ugh. get him a fucking spin-off. Put him on an, if why am I watching Aiden on and just like that when Ron Livingston is still alive? This is the like they never knew how to write Aiden as a no con- one wants Berger back. You are like oh, one of people the people want only Aiden people back? I get they do. Yeah, I was like <laughs> people there's a there's a large portion of the, the nation yeah, it's that like, loves Aiden. Yeah, it's like, I know a lot of people hate him. A lot. I, it's like, a lot of people hate Big. A lot of people love him. A lot of people hate Aiden. A lot of people... Not a lot of people love Berger. No. He's, like, universally hated. And I'm just saying that he isn't a great guy. He's the most well-written character. 
clearly when they created Burger, they had an intention. Aiden is just like nothing. He's literally well, nothing. All made up. Like they're all like not really based in reality, except for Burger, Mr. Burger. Yeah, yeah, and like and the little Petrotsky, you know. But we'll get no, to we we'll get, get we'll get there right one day, please. And so the episode ends, and Burger comes in wearing that scrunchie on the back of his head, and I just wrote the antics we've had to watch in this bathroom. But I will say his tight little body and those black boxers. But when they started running around and he was talking about being from Georgia, I was like, guys, shut the fuck. They're always doing fucking bits because they cannot be honest with one another. They can't. They, like, don't have the ability. So they're always, like, joking and ribbing each other and playing pranks and, like, being silly. Well, I think the problem is I don't know that they can't be honest with each other. I think that the honest parts of themselves when they share them is sadly harmful to the other. Yeah. But I don't know that they lack the because ability to be really honest. Because they're really incompatible. I don't think I don't see at I their don't, core. I don't see them as when incom- they're honest with each other. When they're real. When they think they can have these real moments, they don't really like what the other person is giving them. I actually see their situation, their whole, their relationship problems as situational. Mm. That had they met a year earlier when Berger was flying high on his book's release before it flopped, they might have been okay, or a bit after, once he's dealt with it. But you have to realize, A, Carrie is coming off the most manic period we've ever seen her. You are really riding hard for Burger No, but no, I'm not, but I think it is that they are coming off, like, her manic, like, loneliness, Mm -hmm. and the amount she put on him, the Zaza Zoo, and also, he's fresh off of being cheated on, they're just in the worst, like, they're at the worst time to be together, which I think is, like, mm-hmm. it is a good, um, it's a good storyline to have, because I don't know that we've seen that before in terms of Carrie. Like, we've seen it. Big wasn't, if, I'd argue that she and Big, when they first started, that's incompatibility. And mm-hmm. wanting different okay. things from, and then Aiden is simply wanting different things. Mm-hmm. This is just feels like a timing thing, and that's like a that is a vital and good story to tell in dating because that is what happens. Like sometimes you, Ber, she is dating Burger at the worst at the worst time in his life, and rather than accept that, she tries to fix him, mm-hmm. and you can't fix another person, right? And she pushes and she pushes and pushes and pushes way too hard, as we'll see in the upcoming episodes. And it's an interesting color on Carrie. Like, we've never really seen her like this. Because Big wouldn't have even put up with it. If she'd been trying to do this shit, first of all, Big wouldn't have been walking away. He would have rolled up his window and the car would have been like, eh! Yeah, they wouldn't be walking. (laughs) No. So, I don't know. I just, I really, this episode really got me ready for this, the build up to the post-it. Because I I think every week we're going to get something that feels really meaty and good with them. And Mm -hmm. I can't say that for the Aiden arc. I mean, for most of those episodes, we were bored. And I feel like I've, you know, been lying to the listeners for the past four weeks because every week I'm like, next week we're getting Dr. Oh, yeah. Where is he? (laughs) Does he not come until the second half of the season? I thought he came, No, like, he he has to come episode. soon because he's gone by the f- end of this the first half. Right. So he's he with has, Steve. next episode he has to come. Right? <laughs> we'll see. 
I say that every week. I, I mean, we do have ten. I th- how? Wait, how many episodes is the first half? Is the first half? I don't know. Sex actually, the City season six, part A. It's got to be ten episodes, and we're four in, and we haven't met him. Where is he? And you did say he came in episode two. Chris, I was convinced. All right. Next week is lights, camera, relationship. Nope. We are not meeting him next week. <laughs> We're not? No. <laughs> when do we meet him? Um. Hmm. Wow. Miranda scared of meeting Steve's new girl. Okay, it's not really mentioning him. Hold in any of these descriptions. So hold on. Dr. Robert. Sex in the City. It's gotta be... Okay, I believe his first appearance is Boy Interrupted. That can't be right, because that's like... When does he arrive? Alright, does he have a wiki? Dr. Robert Leeds? (laughs) I'm hoping he has like a little wiki. There is a Sex in the City Wikipedia. Oh my god, this is... I really want to know. It has to be next week. This is killing me. Okay. IMDb. I guess this was the easiest way to do this. I don't actually think Blair Underwood is that cute. Am I gay? <laughs> Maybe yeah. I'm like... <laughs> the way I just looked at you, I was like... Because I'm like, I don't like Smith. I don't like... I'm looking at Dr. Blair Underwood like, eh, he's, he's okay. Well, he's only in five episodes. I feel like he's in it for so long. Okay, he comes in episode nine. <laughs> All right. Are you fucking... How many episodes are there in the season? Twelve. In the first half. So he's... Oh. And so the, he comes in nine. They start dating in ten. And they break up in eleven. Okay. I'm sorry, twelve. Okay. So I'd say they're together for three, mm-hmm. but then he's in another one when he comes back and is in the right, hallway. Steve. Mm-hmm. So uh, thanks, thanks, Sam, for um, telling us Dr. Robert's coming. For- <laughs> <laughs> I was like convinced that he was coming. Soon. Episode two. See ya, baby boy. I thought he was in like the whole season. Four, so five stupid. episodes. That's crazy. What did you think of the fashion in this one? I mean, I think we sort of talked about it as we went. I did really yeah. like Carrie's Mickey Mouse blazer pants. You liked it? I, I thought it was... Look, after the the thing we saw later... It, it, I, the only outfit I liked is Charlotte's dress and like whole, her whole like look when they were sitting at the dinner with Burger, Miranda, and Carrie. It was just like a pretty black little dress. And I did like um, Samantha's Neo-Matrix garb for just mm-hmm. pure insanity. Yeah. Then in terms of men, we had Burger, Smith, Jerry, Harry, and Paul. Are you keeping your streak going? Who? The guy. What the guy? shitter. That's Paul. Oh, Paul. That's okay. Paul. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm going to say Paul. Oh, really? I thought you were going to keep your streak going and keep going with Smith, Jerry. Just no, right Smith through Jerry. the end of the season. No, since Jerry didn't really do it too much for me in this episode. I'm going with Burger. I thought he was compelling to watch, and then his body looked great in the bathroom. I just wish he had been done a little less accent that hair soft work. Little body. 
you know, giving Tom Schwartz. Giving well, you know how I feel about him. He's winning the reunion. Him and his Xanax to me are winning that reunion. Oh my gosh! And I'm sure that reunion will still be going, and in four weeks it'll never end. Oh, I wish. I hope. Oh God, I can't wait to get out of Scandal. <laughs> what would you give this out of ten? Honestly, I'm gonna give it a nine. Oh, it's tens across the board, as Beyonce would say oh. for me. This is a perfect episode of the show. I okay. was thriving, and I really enjoyed our conversation. I did too. I mean, I, I hope you did. We've been talking for an hour and a half. Have we? Yeah, it's been an hour and 30 minutes at six o'clock. Poor Brian. All right. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you'll join us again next week when we discuss season six, episode five, Lights, Camera, Relationship. You can also support the podcast by going to patreon.com backslash shortcomings podcast and join us over there. We're having a lot of fun and all of your support makes everything we do on this podcast possible. And I know we do so little on this podcast, so that's tough to say. But we really do appreciate it. And Mm -hmm. are we hopping on another hot mic right after this to record a bonus episode? Yes. So we do a lot for you people. (laughs) Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review shortcomings wherever you listen to podcasts and follow us online. I'm at CLewis1219 on Instagram. Sam, where are you? I'm at Bravo Historian and I'm at Takers Off on Twitter. Bye. Bye. Bye.